Hey, it's Kathy. I'm so excited because, drumroll please, doors are officially open to my program, The Abundance Method. I have been wanting to put this program out in the world for two and a half years. I've been working on it behind the scenes, and this is my signature program. This is the program that is going to teach you the method, the framework for how to become a master manifester in your life. Why is that? Because everything is vibration. We live in a world that is atomic. That means the world is made of atoms, which is energy. 99.9% of every atom is energy and less than 1% particle. So in order for us to manifest in our life, we need to become the highest vibe possible and to sustain that. This program is going to show you how to meditate and how to set your day on the right track so that you have a practice that can help you project your amazing energy into the world, which will bend the 3D, which will help you manifest in ways that you won't even believe. This is a transformative live program. It is designed to help you on this journey of spiritual awakening. It's going to give you tons of tools. I'm going to show you how to change your energy, master the manifestation once and for all, This is the first program of its kind. We're actually trademarking all of this framework because it is something that is so unique and I think you're going to be so excited about learning it. Also, there are some bonuses right now. If you sign up before May 14th, you're gonna get the following. A magic morning journal, which is going to help you every day to set your energy in the right way, daily prompts. Plus, you're gonna get an exclusive podcast so that you can be listening to this program If you can't make the live Zoom calls, we can give it to you on a track so that you can be listening to it like you do a podcast. Also, you're going to get a pack of 10 meditations from me, and you're going to be getting a training that I just gave a workshop called Permission to be Rich, one of the best workshops I've ever done, which you will love. And there is a platinum level to this program. If you choose the platinum level, not only do you get extra coaching calls with me, you also get extra mentor support, but this is really cool. You also get a retreat included. My retreats are normally $3,000. You will get the retreat for free included. Plus, you will get a front row seat at that retreat because you will be on the Platinum VIP track at the retreat. All of this is here for you. I'd love to see you in this program. I want to see you tapping in, turning on to that electricity within you so that you can find your way to the life that you were born to manifest for yourself. You can join us now at kathyheller.com slash join. I cannot wait. Get on in there, see what all the excitement is about. It's going to be so much fun. Thanks to KiwiCo for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. KiwiCo creates super cool hands-on projects for kids to make learning about STEAM fun. Designed by experts and tested by kids. Get 30% off your first month on select crates at kiwico.com slash dreamjob. Also thanks to Aslo. Aslo is a free business checking account with invoicing, bill pay, money transfers, no minimum balance, and no fees. Sign up with no minimum deposit at aslo.com slash dreamjob and get a free copy of Aslo's small business starter guide. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I'm really excited because today we have two awesome guests. Sherry Salata and Nancy Halla are here. They are the awesome hosts of the Sherry and Nancy Show and the co-founders of The Pillar Life. Sherry is an author, a speaker, and she had a 20-year career with someone you may have heard of, Oprah Winfrey. In fact, Sherry was the executive producer of the Oprah Winfrey show and served as president of Harpo Studios and own. Mic drop. And Nancy is also such a special human being. She is a brand builder and creative strategist. She has her own firm that works with Fortune 500 companies and clients like Microsoft, Whole Foods, Walgreens, and Lego. Together, they are such a force and they created the Pillar Life. It's a lifestyle brand that teaches people how to use the core eight pillars to see and name and move towards the right dream. They have an incredible podcast called The Sherry and Nancy Show. It's all about living the life of your dreams, igniting the eight pillars of a happy life. And you definitely want to go listen because they have had amazing guests on the show like Gabby Bernstein, Liz Gilbert, Gretchen Rubin, Amy Porterfield, and they were even so kind to have me on their show as well. These two ladies are such a joy and they're so easy to talk to. It's like sitting down with your best friends and having a fun, deep, awesome conversation. So without further ado, please welcome the wonderful Sherry Salata and Nancy Halla. Sherry and Nancy, thank you guys for being here today. Hey, Kath. Uh, Hey, Kath. We're so excited to be here. Oh my God. The two of you are so 
adorable. I want to eat you with a spoon. <laughs> I mean it. I was on your show recently and I had so much fun. I was like, these two women, no wonder you're so successful. You're delightful. And then it just so happens that you're really successful as well. So Sherry, can we just start with you for one tiny second? Yes. Tell us a little bit about what you were doing before you're doing what you're doing now. Well, listen, I mean, I had a very windy, crazy road. I had all kinds of crazy jobs. I was a typist. I worked at a toy store. I ran a 7-Eleven. Uh, my, my oh my God, I love of, you. My years out of college weren't really that glamorous. But I ended up at 35, 35 years old. I got an entry-level job working at the Oprah Winfrey Show. And that led to a 20 plus year career. And I left at the top of my game. Um, I was the EP of the Oprah show for the last five years and ultimately the co-president of Harpo Studios and OWN. And then, oh my gosh. And then launched a biz and a podcast with my sister soulmate friend of 30 years, Nancy Halla. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what is it? Like that's, <laughs> first of all, I love how you start with like, well, I worked at a 7-Eleven, but I then I, I, I want to give everybody context. Oh my God. the truth. People think that when they hear like the end of that story, people are like, oh, you, mu- you must have gotten to go to like some fancy, you know, college with TV and film and you hatched like an egg right on Oprah's lap and she lifted you up to the sun. No, yeah. I was broke. I made a million mistakes. I left my day job so many times. I had all these little teeny itty bitty 401ks that amounted to nothing. It's, I mean, what's, what's really striking about you is you, because that is such a Michael Jordan resume, and then <laughs> you wind up being one of the easiest people to talk to. It's just so cool, and I want to ask you more about that, but before we do, I don't want to leave Nancy out here, because I want people to hear what you were doing before you guys started this podcast. Tell us a little about your journey. So I met Sherry uh, 30 years ago. My then husband was working with her at an advertising agency and he brought her home and he said, you got to meet my wife. And from that minute, we became really great friends. So back in those days, I have always had my own company. I've always been self-employed. I was a, a writer, a business writer for 20 years while I was raising my kids. I have two children. They're in their 20s now. And I was a single mother for most of their lives. I got divorced from their dad when they were quite young. And so I was, you know, raising two kids and running my company. And Sherry on the other side of town was uh, working with Oprah. And so we had sort of parallel paths, but a lot of times didn't intersect as, as often as we wanted them to. So then, you know, to my delight, we both ended up in LA together. Uh, she was working with Oprah and I was working for an advertising agency in Santa Monica. And we hatched this idea of, of starting our own thing. So now imagine my delight. I, we get to talk every day. I'm so glad you did. I love yeah, it. Okay. So, so now we're going to backtrack. And just because people are going to die, if I don't ask you, Sherry, what the heck was it like to work with Oprah Winfrey every single day and to be her right hand? Well, what was listen, that like? There's no question. It was the career of my dreams. Um, it was a once in a lifetime. We'll never see anything like that again. And what I feel so appreciative of is I had enough maturity and I had enough failure under my belt that I knew it. I knew it every day of that experience. I knew uh, we will not pass this way again. There's never going to be a show, a time, an mm-hmm. audience, a talent that connects like this to real people in this way, in this yeah. platform, no. it, it will never be like that again. So, mm-hmm. and you know, the, the brilliant people that built that show, the brilliant young producers, I came in at year 10 and then spent the next 15 years on the show. It was just this high flying, extraordinary, yeah. well-oiled machine. And, and every day was it felt like brain surgery. You know how people say, well, yeah. it's not brain surgery. It felt like brain surgery. We felt like th- these people around the world were counting on us. Oh, my and God. And Oprah was counting on us. So we, we let blood from our veins. We gave it all. 
I wanted to ask you one thing about television. I'm curious, especially now in this pandemic, when everybody is really feeling the, the uncertainty of the time. And like you said, it was like lightning in a bottle. Like to have that level of success, it doesn't happen anymore. So in today's landscape for people who are, God, I'd love to be Oprah. God, I'd love to have TV. How do you see it? Do you feel like, no, my friend, start a podcast? Or do you feel like, no, no, ultimately, if you could get Joanna Gaines, you know, territory, you're still better off, like try for it. Like seriously, what do you think about TV versus all the other platforms that exist today? Well, here's what's so crazy. This month is the nine year anniversary of the end of the Oprah Winfrey show. And it might as well wow. be 50 years ago how much television has changed. Everybody's going to be cutting their cords and just watching TV really from a TV-like computer. Yeah. So things are changing so rapidly, particularly the personal development arena. And what I would say is there's never going to be another Oprah. There's never going to be another Oprah show. Like open your hands and let that idea go. But what Oprah can provide leadership that will be relevant till the end of time is she created a sense of intimacy and connection yes. with people who did not feel seen or heard. And those were stay-at-home moms at the time, earlier in the day. Yeah. Nobody saw them, nobody understood them. And she talked about things that were so personal and vulnerable, people weren't willing to talk about at the time. And that really was, that connection was lightning in the bottle. And now in this new day, Eureka, whether you have a podcast, a social platform, a digital platform, whether you're writing books, maybe you're publishing them yourself, you have the ability to connect that intimately in a number of ways. Yes. And the real secret sauce, I think, and, and this is something that certainly was true of Oprah, don't plan to be Joanna Gaines. She didn't plan to be Joanna Gaines. Yeah. You know, Oprah didn't plan to be Oprah, do what you love, open your heart, tell your truth, connect with people, care about your audience, and there you go. And then watch what happens. That is so gorgeous. And it's so true. And what you just said, that is it. That The magic was making people feel seen. The magic was creating intimacy. And A, you're right. You can now do that if you show up anywhere and, and B, that that's the cost of admission is just such an incredible thing for people to hear, that it's not about what size dress you wear. It's not about how fancy your clothes are. It's about you sharing from your heart. And that's what I said about you three minutes ago. So no wonder she wanted you in that seat. It's a feeling and you are just like, the two of you, I had so much fun talking to the two of you. So that brings us to what the two of you do together. And I'm curious. So when you had that conversation and you're like, oh my God, we could just hang out every day. We could have these conversations. We were drunk. Nancy, <laughs> should we reveal that? Yes, yes. It was a Chardonnay fueled moment to be sure. Yes. <laughs> so let's talk about the pillar life and what did you want people to walk away with? So it started by us looking at each other. Here we were in our mid-50s. And as you and Sherry just got done talking about, she had this stellar, amazing career and a really heartfelt career. I had a 20 years of raising two children and having a career of my own. We felt successful and happy about them. But we looked at each other in our middle 50s and said, well, we're not done. You know, we don't want to slow down. Now is not the time to sit it on the sidelines and just wait for the grandkids to show up. We want to make all the rest of our dreams come true. And we had a moment of that we call the reckoning. And so we just said, this is, you know, if not now, when? And we came up with what we call the pillar life. And it's eight pillars to a happy life. And that was the start of our podcast conversation as well. That's so extraordinary because I think that people often feel they have to make a choice. They're either going to have a career or they're going to have a family. And right. what I found is I wanted both. I, I remember my mother, she just gave up her sense of self. And, and I remember being pregnant with my first daughter thinking, oh my God, the second I have this child, I'm going to not be myself anymore. I'll have to give up on my dreams. And I've tried to do both. But there are moments where I feel I'm becoming a workaholic. There are moments where I feel out of balance. And having the kinds of careers that you both have had I can see how, you know, you're trying to do it all, but something's got to give. So when you were creating these pillars, which one strikes you as 
one of the big pillars that really winds up being a great balance to everything else. Well, for me, I mean, it was all work, all work, everything mm-hmm. was work. And how shocking that I had this front row seat to every expert in the kingdom. I have the notebooks and the knowing, but yet I made none of those practices a priority in my own life. So there I find myself in my mid-50s, completely out of whack, totally unhealthy, totally like like feeling off, not feeling good in my body. My health was a mess. And Ugh. so for me, we made the first pillar in our pillar life guidance system, health and wellness. Yeah. And and because without that Forget about meditating. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, exactly. Spiritually and getting right. your house in order. You know, the health and wellness pillar really is about such integrity for yourself and such reverence for yeah. your physicality. So for me, that was my first order of business was radical self-care to the nth degree. How about you, Nance? Well, for me too. I mean, you know, our, our mantra about that, our story that we tell about that is body love reigns supreme. So Sherry and I had different recipes for, for what that pillar would look like. Um, she had a lot of healing to do. I had, I had healing in a different way, but that is the truth. Unless you feel great in your body, unless you are really caring for yourself, loving yourself, and feeling yourself expressed in your physical form, you really can't get to the other pillars. Not really, not in any meaningful way. Yeah, that's all so true. I want to ask you a specific question. When it comes to the health and wellness, let's bring it down to brass tacks. What's one of the things that's sustainable that you've now done to make sure that self-care is a real thing? So I have been trying and I've just succeeded in creating a daily yoga practice for myself. And that is without question, the most powerful thing I've done in a very long time, just because it makes me feel like I've got my own back. And I think that's what the Pillar Life Guidance System, I think is all about in kind of a, a broad statement. It's about having your own back and realizing where you need to put your attention and the things that you need to do to feel good. Yeah, I would say for me, it has been the plant-predominant eating. And in addition to health and wellness are a myriad of little practices, a little recipe that you put together for yourself. So, you know, the water thing is no joke. You know, when people ask me, oh my gosh, I don't know where to begin. I'm depressed, I'm this. And I say, have a glass of water and take a walk around the block. Like, mm-hmm. don't try to make it the all or nothing, you know, summiting Mount Everest on Tuesday because it's a sneaky little way to set yourself up for failure so you don't have to follow Mm -hmm. through. Yep. Keep Mm -hmm. it simple. It really is like, what are your five little teeny weeny things that you can do and do them for three days in a row and then say, how do I feel? Of course, you're going to feel great. Yeah. This all makes so much sense. And you went on to do so many fun things together. And I want to talk about your book and I want to talk about your podcast. Let's talk about your book first. So The Beautiful No and other tales of trial, transcendence, and transformation. This has touched so many readers and inspired them to reimagine how they can sort of become worthy of of their own well-being, right? So tell us about it. Tell us why you wanted to write this book and tell us like what the main takeaway is. Yeah. The beautiful no is the title story. And it's a story about how I did get the job at the Oprah Winfrey show at 35 years old. And the beautiful no, it's not learning how to say no. It's understanding that the no's that come to you are really the doorways to your next great grand possibility. Oh my God. Is that the most amazing, amazing (laughs) sentence I've ever heard? Yes. It is the doorway to the grandest. It's the vision you couldn't see clearly. So I was broke and yes, I was 34 or 35. And I had gone out as an agency, advertising agency producer. I was freelancing. (laughs) And it turns out I really suck at freelancing when you have to dial for dollars. Hello, will you hire me for money? I'd be like, no. Okay, don't call me back then. (laughs) So I was completely broke. Nancy literally is making an extra casserole every night and dropping them off at my door. No way. (laughs) Because she knows that I don't want to tell my parents again that I'm out of money. And I'm out of money. And I get a chance through another friend 
to interview for a big, huge senior producer position at XYZ fancy schmancy advertising agency. And I think I'm going to make 75 grand. Like, oh, yeah. A queen salary. I'm going to make 75 grand with all the benefits. I'm finally going to be able to pull myself out of this morass I'm feeling. And I do the interview. The guy all but hires me in the room, tells me to go home and wait for the call. And five days later, after many celebrations, premature turns out, uh, I got a letter from the HR department said they weren't hiring. Oh, God. So it was it. It was it. My hands were open. My hair was dirty. I was laying around in sweatpants. Probably I had McDonald's wrappers around me. And I was just like, I don't even know what a dream is then. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm a big failure. This is never going to work out. And that is when I get a voicemail saying, this is so-and-so at the Oprah Winfrey show. We were cleaning out an old closet and found your resume. Are you available to come into freelance? And that's how I got the job. And it was only years later when I realized without that beautiful no, I never would have had this rocket ride, this once in a lifetime journey. And then I began to look at all of us in conversations with Nancy and my other friends and other people. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can look at your life and and tell you what your beautiful nose were because those are the passageways. Wow, that is so powerful. There's very few things I've heard that are as beautiful as what you just said, that the no becomes the doorway to, you know, some of the most beautiful yeses. So what about the podcast? When did you guys decide, let's do the Sherry and Nancy show? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that was right. That was early on. That was when we had just launched our company, Story, and Story Salata Hala. And we, we decided to start a podcast, but somebody recommended it to us. I thought it was the most lame brain idea ever. Lame brain. Yeah. We thought, like, who, who listens to podcasts? We're like, said, what, what are you talking about? I yep. said, that's like Franklin Delano Roosevelt fireside <laughs> chat. Or, yep. You know, I was like, oh my gosh, because I was a fool. That's why, Kathy, I was a fool. Uh, yeah. Well, I understand though. I mean, I, I also, when I started a podcast, I didn't even think I, I knew how to find it. It's, well, Nancy, it's still, I felt it's still like Nancy, tricky for me. Nancy <laughs> was more excited me. than me. Nancy was yeah, like, was. yay, we get to have these conversations and have our own show. And I am coming off this heralded TV career and I'm like trying to plug in the cords into our recorder exactly. and I'm going, what the hell are we doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. Who's going to listen to our ramblings and a shock of my life? life that people want to. Well, who wouldn't want to listen to you two? You're the funnest two human beings that ever, you know, walked the face of the earth. I swear. You're just like a party. It's like you you hear the two of you talking and you just feel like all of a sudden there's a glass of rosé in your hand and you're happy. So tell us about the show. You've interviewed amazing people on the show. Liz Gilbert, Gabby Bernstein, Gretchen Rubin, even Amy Porterfield. You guys have- Kathy what, what Heller. Oh, it's yes. so sweet. Yes. What do you want this show to do for people? Well, first of all, it's, and, and Sherry and I say this to each other a lot, this is the only conversation we want to have anymore. We really want to have conversations about up-leveling. We want to have conversations about these eight pillars that, that we think are just really great markers for you know, how to live the life of your dreams and make all your dreams come true. And I'll speak for myself. It delights me to no end that people think it's funny, that people feel they're close to us. We get letters from, from listeners saying like, I feel like we're friends. I feel like I'm pulling up a chair. That is just the most lovely feeling that, that, that we're actually somehow reaching people with, with this conversation. And I mean, the part of it that I do get is that we have you know, really stellar guests come on and, and talk about how and why and ways to uplevel your life in all these different areas that really matter. So the fact that people feel that energy makes me really happy. It would make me happy too. And I'm not surprised because you, you are like that instant friend. And I, I love that you want to have these conversations about up-leveling because like you said early on, just because you've had really successful careers doesn't mean there's not an up-level to be had right? Like, I think a lot of people think like in terms of like love, you have to earn it. But the same thing with money, I think people, people assume. And for a lot of, you know, a lot of different human beings, this is the case where if you want to up level and make money, you have to be a workaholic. You have to work nonstop that 
that is what it looks like. And I don't think that that's true. I see a lot of people who work super hard and they just should be working smart. You know, I, I don't know about the four hour work week. Like I haven't quite gotten that one down, but I work a four hour day and I have three kids and it's easy and I love it. And tell me about the up level you feel you've had as a business person. Mm-hmm. What does your business look like? Well, I'll start. The general up level is, first of all, realizing that for all of us, whether you raised a family and and worked out of the home, whether you ran your own small business, whether you you were on a staff job or you had a big leadership job, that was all consuming. Those days are not the glory days. Those days are the foundation for your next glorious days. That is the concept of upliftment that you are always rising, always rising, always rising. And you're never like, well, I guess I had my chance. Too bad I didn't make different choices and that's it. As long as you get up and you're taking a breath, you can rise some more. That is the truth of that. And for us, I have my business. Nancy has her business. She has clients. I do paid speaking. I've been on the road with the beautiful no. And the things we do together in our company together and our podcast, I will say the reason I do it is because I want to make sure that I'm having the conversation that I want to have. I feel like in many ways, I'm just talking to myself with Nancy. I'm reminding myself, what is it you want? What is the dream? What is it you want? So, you know, we have sponsors for the podcast. You know, those are revenue streams. We're looking at, we have a big live event that we do every year. And this is the clay for us. Right, Nance, yeah. what you say? Yeah. I totally concur with your last point, especially. The reason that I do the podcast is so I could talk to Sherry all the time about <laughs> the stuff that I'd like to talk to her about. And the truth is, sometimes we have like two hour long conversations in between the podcasts. And I'll be like, oh my God, we should be recording this. But you know, some of our conversations are not necessarily for public consumption, but I love these conversations. And it really keeps me in the flow of where I know the joyride is going for me, right? So it keeps me on track. And then we have amazing you know, guests on our show who I swear to God, I think I have an epiphany almost every other recording. You do. I'm like, Oh my God, I just had an epiphany. So, yeah. but that's, but that is delightful for me. Right. And if there was nothing else that came of this, but these really inspiring, cool conversations, I would be hundred percent happy. I, well, I love you're it. Ch- forever changed as am I forever changed. Forever I mean, this, changed. this is the fuel, the spiritual, emotional, physical fuel to, to raise up. It's all so good. And you have both such rich life experiences and you've been doing the work on your self-development and you've been interviewing amazing people. So it's like, it just never stops. And I want to ask you, because the biggest thing I see for my audience, it's a courage problem. Like they think they have a business problem, but it's really a courage problem where like they just Mm -hmm. don't crown themselves. They don't give themselves permission to start the podcast or apply to the Oprah show or even raise their hand and, and post something on Instagram. They don't believe that they're worthy. And so from everything you've experienced and all the wisdom that you have gathered and, and implemented, what do you think is the way to help somebody through when they don't give themselves permission to start when they don't have the courage, when they don't know that they're needed and they, they keep sitting it out and sitting on the bench. You know, first of all, enormous compassion. Cause I think many times in my life, yeah. I felt that exact same way about something, you know, where this is never going to work out. This yeah. is never going to work out. So it is a human emotion, a human position, a human conclusion and it's, and it's wrong. It's not true. It's a big lie we tell ourselves. And, and I think you're right. I mean, it's hard to summon the courage when you feel so defeated and afraid. Yeah. And the only thing I can say, it's the same thing that when Nancy and I sat across our, our, on our second or third bottle of Chardonnay and our, you know, <laughs> how many hundredth night having these conversations said, if not now, when? Mm-hmm. And I will say for myself, because I was in some straits, you know, I, I, I was, yeah. I was not feeling good in parens for me was, and if not now, maybe never. Mm-hmm. And the fear of never living the full and complete life of my dreams. 
outweighed the fear of taking a step forward into the next right dream and to make new decisions and try something new and being willing to make taking care of myself like that was now had as much importance as any day of working on the Oprah show where I felt like nothing was more important on the planet. So that for me is the path. That's gorgeous. Yeah. And you know, so you said something next right dream, right? So Kathy, this is something that Sherry and I say to each other a lot. And this is a, I think this, is a way in for people who do feel stymied or frozen in some way. And a lot of people have those fears of, you know, of sometimes it's as simple as an inferiority complex. You know, you just don't think you're good enough. You don't think you're talented enough or you have any right to occupy that space. And so next right dream. So next better feeling thought, you know, next half step in the direction of where you think you want to go. It doesn't have to be a huge stride. You don't have to make an enormous change right off the bat. Like we were talking about with our health and wellness pillar, sometimes it's as simple as drink a glass of water and take a walk around the block. It's a step. And so in business, it's the next little thing that you can do in the direction of your dream. You know, every journey starts in the direction of some dream and you have to just start with a step. And, and we say that to each other a lot. And I say that internally a lot too, because, you know, as soon as I manifest something, as soon as a dream comes true, this is true of all of us, another dream pops in into my, onto my radar, right? There's another vista to climb. There's another thing. Sure. And I remind myself of that next right dream thinking so that I don't close myself off to the possibility of getting there because that's the real shame of it. When you just turn away from the dream because it seems too far in the future or too big a mountain to scale. So just take one step toward the mountain. Oh, that's so beautiful. Just the next right step. And you know, it's interesting because I had Martha Beck on my podcast. Oh, we love Martha. Oh, we love her. I mean, yeah, she's definitely one of those Oprah cast of characters. And um, she said, even Oprah gets scared. She goes, sometimes she'll call me and say, I don't know, what do you think of this? Blah, 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 blah. And she's like, so, you know, if she, if she can have moments where she feels overwhelmed sometimes, like, can you? Like, can you have permission to not always feel like you get it all, all the time, you know? Yes. I love this conversation, but before we keep going, I want to thank our sponsors. In 2020, every business in the country is learning how to adapt day by day, but why aren't banks? Unnecessary fees or taking a trip to your bank is the last thing business owners need to be thinking about right now. Aslo takes all the friction out of business banking instead of insisting you handle your banking as if the internet never existed. It's a free business checking account with invoicing, bill pay, and money transfers. You won't have to deal with minimum deposits, maintenance, or overdraft fees, and the phone system that feels designed to waste your time. This is like music to my ears because I've spent so many hours in the past just being on hold and who has time for that? Plus, it's super convenient because with Aslo, you just go to azlo.com and apply in as little as 10 minutes. And with Aslo's free instant funding feature, you can deposit up to $1,000 and access it in your account instantly. Aslo is owned by BBVA USA, member FDIC, and Money Magazine called them the best business banking option for freelancers and entrepreneurs. Sign up right now with no minimum deposit at aslo.com slash dreamjob and get a free copy of Aslo's Small Business Starter Guide, spelled azlo.com slash dream job and sign up with a free small business starter guide and no minimum deposit aslo.com slash dream job. If you're a parent like me, it's hard to believe that your kid's summer vacation is only just happening now. It feels like it's been going on forever, but learning at home doesn't have to stop for summer and it can actually be fun. Thanks to KiwiCo, your kids can basically get a science project and an art class delivered right to the door. KiwiCo creates super cool hands-on projects for kids to make learning about STEAM fun. STEAM stands for science, technology, engineering, art, and math. Designed by experts and tested by kids, no need to research or worry about gathering all the supplies. I was getting tired trying to find new creative ways to keep my kids busy and challenge, but KiwiCo is such a blessing. It does the legwork so you can spend quality time tackling projects together at home. And there's no commitment. You can pause or cancel anytime. My kids really did all love their Kiwi crates. My middle daughter, Eliza, got to make her own kite. And we spent a few afternoons flying it in the backyard. And my oldest daughter, Gabby, got the world crate so she could build her own spinning globe. And she had so much fun learning about all the other parts of the world. It's also really awesome to see them grow their confidence and actually start enjoying the experience. KiwiCo is redefining play with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid or kid at heart at KiwiCo. Get 30% off your first month on select crates at kiwico.com slash dreamjob. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash dreamjob. I'm curious if you had to go back 
and like talk to your like 25 year old selves, each of you, like what, (sighs) what have you learned now that you would tell her? I would tell my 25 year old self to, uh, to lean in more fully to, to my personality and to what I want and who I am and what I feel and what I think and, and not be worried about what other people think. I mean, I just, I was very hemmed in by that in my 20s. You know, what, what does this person think? What should I say there? And you're not serving anyone, especially not yourself, but you're not serving anyone around you with that kind of thinking. And, you know, that, that whole idea that there are things you can and can't do is completely wrong and completely false. And it's all about an internal narrative. And I would tell myself that and tell myself to live really free really freely. That's beautiful. I would tell myself, you know, just out of college, make taking care of yourself your number one priority, no matter what. Meditate, develop a yoga practice, body movement, plant-based eating, get a handle on that right away. Because amazing things happened to me, even when I didn't feel great physically. And you know, somebody said, do you have any regrets? And I know the popular answer, the enlightened answer is no. But I say, <laughs> I, have, I have millions of them, yeah. millions of regrets. And not that I can do it differently. All I can do is do it differently here in the now. So but honest. All those times, you know, I could have felt like I was on top of the world. Instead, I was weighing myself down with choices that didn't serve me. So that's what I would say. Get that self-care practice locked mm-hmm. in your early 20s. Make it non-negotiable all the way. And your ride is going to be so much more joyful and so much more filled with ease. That's so beautiful. I want to ask you one more question from a content and creative standpoint. You've both done so many cool things from the work you did at Oprah to producing your own live events to the ad world that you come from, Nancy, and now your show. For people who want to create content that's like a podcast or any kind of interview show, whether it's on TV or it's a podcast or it's a live event and you're getting up and interviewing people, what do you think makes it great? Like, what do you think when you go, this person has it or this is going to go? Well, I'm totally going to let you answer that, Cherry. (laughs) I'm going to give you um, an example. So there's a guy on Instagram who you should totally have on your show. Mm -hmm. His name is Mark Groves and his handle is at create the love. I met him maybe like four or five years ago. I was doing a wanderlust event speaking in Whistler in Canada and he was in the audience and I was waiting by the stage to go on and he came up and hung around. I'm like, God, that's a nice guy. Oh, I like his girlfriend too. Oh, you guys are really nice, bright, shiny people. Well, he's a, an expert like a, an expert on breakups and love and, and has built his own business from a tiddly, widdly little thing <laughs> into this huge empire and growing faster than can be. And here's what I will say, yeah. that when he was a tiddly, widdly little bee, he sparkled and shined like Aww. a diamond because he was super interested and curious about you. He was an incredible listener And he had a zest for living well and living better and up-leveling. And you know what? We're all drawn to that. We're we're like fireflies. Mm -hmm. We are drawn to that kind of energy. And, you know, now he's as lovely as ever, but he's a big deal. And he's going to become a bigger and bigger deal. And, you know, it's just, I would say the same for you, Kathy. It's like when you're on fire with the possibilities of life, you're the flame, Because we all want to be around people that give us a sense of hope and potential Mm. and what's possible. I totally felt that way. I very much felt that way, Kathy, after we spoke to you on our podcast. I was like, woo! I was super, super lifted up by it. Oh my God, you literally just made me cry. That means so much to me. Thank you. But it also makes me cry because you both gave me that feeling. And and it's so obvious that you give it to each other, this, this feeling of life and energy and vitality. But I also, just for my audience's sake, it brought tears to my eyes because what you just said was it it doesn't take a PhD. It just takes like, you know, can you walk in the room with your heart? Can you walk in the room and be vulnerable and be enthusiastic? You know, like Mm -hmm. 
I remember when I had Brian Grazer on my show. Brian is the kid who, when he was 24 years old, screamed out to Ron Howard in the courtyard, Ronnie Howard. And Ron Howard's like, who is this guy screaming my name? Like, are you insane? And then they had a meeting. He's like, hey, I know this is crazy. He's like, I don't need a job. I want to hang out with you for two minutes. He said, what do you really want to do with your life? And Ron Howard said, I want to be a director, but no one takes me seriously. And he goes, oh my God, you'd be the most amazing director. I'm going to find a script for you. I'm on the case. And then like, clearly oh it's God. worked out. Wow. And he said, Kath, I didn't have anything other than pure exuberance. So oh my God. I love that story so that amazing? much. It's a good one. That is great. I mean, that's the truth. That's it's what we everything. I mean, and, yeah. and listen, in these times, there is a, a need, a pulsating need and desire for light. So that really is be the light, be the light in whatever way makes you shine. It really, honestly, like I'm sitting here crying because on my Instagram, I went to see Oprah in San Francisco when she did this like Oprah University thing and Martha Beck was there too. And I left that day and I was sobbing and I was like 28 years old. I think I had just been dropped from the label and I was begging God, like, show me how I'm supposed to show up in the world. But I walked out of this day and I just knew that there's something about me that like, I'm supposed to say things like that. Like I'm supposed to breathe light into people and I don't know how to get there. I don't know the roadmap. And then there I was interviewing Martha Beck like two years ago. And then my phone pops up on my phone this day, 10 years ago. And it's literally me walking out of just hearing her speak that day. Oh my God. But I think every person, you know, we have it inside, but it takes courage to be able to have that enthusiasm, to walk into a room and to let your colors shine, like to let yourself shine, even though you have no good reason to give yourself that permission other than the fact that why are you not allowed to walk in this room? A person with exuberance, I think that that is so beautiful that you just narrowed it down to that. I mean, wow. So last question for you guys is, you know, we were just talking about that ability to bring possibility in the world when no one is feeling necessarily that way. And now is the moment when people are really, they're really starting to fall apart. You know, things are very, very hard and people feel that there's such uncertainty. And I'm curious what you see and what glasses you might be able to give them to look through. Like, what do you think is possible? What might be the next step? Well, you know, it's interesting. I have a lot of clients right now who are coming to me with exactly that sort of energy in mind. Like I'm going to use this time and it's not about being, it's not like saying I'm going to use this time to be super productive because I don't think that's really it. It's about a slight shift and kind of like a, like really trusting your, your intuition right now and really trusting your inner knowing. We all understand what's happening externally, but I think the thing is to not be reacting and, and reactive to that. It's more to look inside and think to yourself, what, what are the shifts that I want to make right now? And we say, we often talk about tending to our own garden. We talk about, you know, job number one, keep your eyes on your own paper, which Sherry used to say, which I think is hilarious. And so my brand story clients are coming and saying, you know, look, I, I want to use this time and I think it's fertile ground to make some subtle shifts in the way that I'm conducting my business, in the way that I am talking about my brand, in the way that I'm, you know, walking through the day in, in my home with my, with my beloveds. And I think that that's so interesting. Every one of the conversations I'm having right now, it often just moves into that territory about feelings. Well, how are you feeling about this? You know, can I feel better about what I'm doing? Can I feel more inspired by my work? Can I feel happier at home? Can I feel closer to people around me and people far away. So I think it's like that really trusting that inner voice right now that I think that for, for me, definitely that is my North star. My inner voice is everything right now. And it's speaking to me very loudly. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I love our conversations. You guys, I feel like I'm at camp and it's like <laughs> 1 30 in the morning and we've been talking forever and we're feeling that feeling of like, Oh my God, I feel so seen. These are so my people and I don't want to go home at the end of the summer. You guys are just absolutely awesome and delightful. So tell us where we can find you and listen to your show and buy your book and be a part of your lives. Well, everything is at the Sherry and Nancy show. 
on iTunes, on all the platforms, the Sherry and Nancy show. Our digital platform is thepillarlife.com. Mm-hmm. And it has all our information, more Nancy, more Sherry, everything we're working on. Nancy actually creates recipes in the Pillar Life kitchen and they're the bomb. Yes. Yes. And so there's a cookbook and everything. There's all yeah. kinds of good stuff at the Pillar Life. That's awesome, you guys. And I, I hope that this is just the beginning of our hanging out together because I'm not letting you go. For Friends sure, forever. For sure. Friends, Friends for life. Forever. You guys are the cutest, cutest. Thank you so much for being you and for walking into my life. What an awesome, awesome thing. All right. Thank you, sisters. Thank you, sisters. Thank you, guys. Honestly, I could talk to the two of them all day. They are such a gift. Okay, here are the takeaways. Number one, do what you love, open your heart, tell your truth, care about your audience, and watch what happens. Number two, achieving your goals isn't all or nothing. Keep it simple and do the little things. Start with one step towards the mountain. Number three, the no's that come to you are the doorways to your next grand possibility. Number four, we are always uplifting. As long as you get up and you can take a breath, you can rise some more. Number five, lean into what you want, who you are, and what you feel and what you think. Live freely. Number six, make self-care your number one priority. Get that practice locked in and make it an non-negotiable. The ride will be so much more joyful and filled with ease. Number seven, when you're on fire with the possibilities of life, you're the flame. We all want to be around those people who give us a sense of hope, potential, and what's possible. And number eight, there's a pulsating need for light. Be the light in whatever way will make you shine. Okay, now let's talk about your wins. Let's celebrate you. So Evangelina posted in the Facebook group and she said, I'm doing my first mall kiosk this weekend. No idea how I'm going to make all these things, but I'm doing it scared. Evangelina, you got this. I'm so excited for you. I love your willingness to just say yes, even though you haven't figured out the how. And to be honest, we're all building the plane while we're flying it. So let us know how it goes. I can't wait to see where this takes you. You guys go give her your love and support and check out her yummy vegan treats. Her Instagram is at Evangelina's Vegan Desserts and her website is evangelinas.com. All right, here's the next win. Aditi said, I just launched my podcast on inspiring us to authentically live your dream life, stand in your power and let go of fears and pursue passion by taking aligned action. My first episode is about my story and why I started this podcast. I talk about growing up as a first generation American from Indian parents. I'm open for guest speakers too. I'd love to know what you guys think. Aditi, that's amazing. Congrats on launching your podcast. It sounds like the type of show our listeners would love. And I just think it's so cool that you had the courage to tell your story because everyone's story must be shared. Everyone, you can go listen to her podcast. It's called Shine Your Power and Purpose with Aditi, and you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. You guys, you are totally the best. Thank you so much. I love that you're on my Instagram and you're showing up in my DMs and we're having these awesome conversations. So if you haven't yet followed me on Instagram, I'm there talking to you, chatting with you, answering your questions and loving you. So you can find me at kathy.heller and I'm also doing a bunch of giveaways there. So come on over and find me and thank you for listening to the show. I know there's a million things you could be doing, but Malcolm Gladwell will be here on Monday and you don't want to miss it. So if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe. And also Rob Lowe, I'm interviewing him. His episode is coming out in the next couple of weeks. You're not going to want to miss it. So if you like this podcast, if you like today's episode or any episode, do me a favor, take a second and go share about it. Post about it on your Instagram. You can tag me at kathy.heller. I'll repost it. I'll thank you. And I'm doing some giveaways where I will be thanking two of you who go ahead and share the show and sending you a spiritual gangster hoodie, a Voluspa candle, and this adorable necklace that Meredith Quill makes. So go ahead and share about the show and I'll send you a huge thank you. I love you guys. I'll leave you with a song of mine. I'll talk to you Monday with Malcolm Gladwell right here beside me.
So 